How's it going guys? Welcome to episode number 26 of the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast with uh, your host, Michael Lindsay. Hope all is good. Um, some great feedback um, from the last guest podcast we did with Jerry Hussey. Um, and yeah, I think we can all uh, safely say we've got a lot of inspiration from that. Um, so um, as well as that, we have um, loads of really good guests on recently and there's more to come. So really excited for the next few guests coming in so we're in the middle of a a second lockdown so um uh, and the second time i've had to close my doors unfortunately so so again it's yeah it's a stressful time it's anxious for everybody um and you know being self-employed having to close for a second time after just barely getting through the first lockdown which was four months now we don't know how long this is going to be told six weeks but then we've been told that before and then it could extend so yeah so after the first couple of days of stress and anxiety and freaking out and uh, the usual um just kind of got myself together i said look i've had plenty of curveballs over the last few years um especially within the last year or so from injury then closing pandemics and all sorts so look it's another bump in the road um, and it's how I manage that stress, how I manage that anxiety, and um, that's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. So, I've named this podcast the vicious cycle of stress and fatigue. So, we'll touch a little bit upon stress. I did a one of the first, I think it was the third or fourth podcast I did was was based around stress. So, we're just going to touch on that briefly, um, and then um, we're going to talk about you know some um, coping mechanisms that I've used and that you might be able to use in this um, kind of anxious time um, that we all may have periods of in the next uh, few weeks. So I hope you enjoy it. It shouldn't be too long, 20 minutes, half an hour, just a short one, just to uh, give you a few little hints, give you a few little healthy healthy, um, coping mechanisms that you can deal with and maybe trying to push away from the unhealthy um, coping mechanisms um, that we may be drawn to when we're locked down um, away from people and away from um, things that are open and shops and this and that. So so hopefully enjoy it, guys, and get something from it. So the way I see stress, guys, um, a good analogy that I use in, in my workshops as well, I put up a picture of somebody in a suit of armour. So what I say to people, stress is like r- running a race in a suit of armour. Um, it can be done but nowhere near as well or even as quickly as if you stop to take the armour off first, piece by piece. Um, however, for, for many people, they've been so stressed for so long that they become used to it. Um, and often it only takes something to happen, like whether it be like a relationship breakup, a loss of a job, or some kind of physical illness to make them aware that, okay, there's something wrong here and there's something we probably need to, to deal with. So stress is um, a reaction of our stress system to an internal or an external stressor. So you could actually become stressed from something and not necessarily has actually happened physically, but it could just be a thought, a memory, something that's just popped into your head can actually give you a physical reaction. Because um, how do we feel when we are stressed? There's things like you know knots in your tummy, irritation, insomnia, fear, anger. Um, you know, it is, it is a big problem and I think... I heard something on a podcast, I think it could have been Dr. Joe Dispenza talking about maybe 75% of the population, really the world, um, lives in a state of fear and anxiety every day. 
and they just learn to live with it they just kind of get on with it and and they feel it's just part of that's just life and etc so you know and according to the world health organization sort of mental health problems are the number one issues that we currently face so we have um, emotional reactions to stress so things like um, depression anxiety panic attacks loneliness boredom that type of thing hopelessness um, there's behavioral signs um, starting to drink more alcohol using drugs constantly rushing crying and uh, sleep issues um, sort of behavioral differences really um, social signs sometimes include social isolation which is kind of forced upon us really at the moment which can have a knock-on effect um, conflicts at home loss of friends um, and also spiritual signs things like apathy that feeling of emptiness no direction burnout from job and things like that um, you know stresses come from it from everything really you know there's a there's a lot of things that can cause us you obviously the, the big one the big c word that we're involved in the minute um there's exam study financial house moving adolescence um bullying that's going on global issues obviously is what was going on at the moment relationship difficulties stress with parenting bereavement so there's a lot of things so basically that um stress response of the body um it's kind of like a car alarm and i've mentioned that before in my workshop so um but instead of alerting us with a loud and annoying sound <laughs> our internal alarm system lets us know that something's wrong by creating a change in our neurochemistry so our body's response um you know our brain is basically designed to keep us safe by alerting us to presence of danger in our immediate environment um so basically there's two i said i won't go too much into it we did this a little bit more on the first podcast but we have um the autonomic nervous system which is basically uh you know keeps your heart beating lungs breathing things you don't even think about and um, there's two parts to it so it's um first part is the sympathetic nervous system which is your sns which is your fight or flight um it's often considered uh the fight or flight system or the mobilizing so actually doing um doing mode kind of getting stuff done um fight flight or freeze sometimes so that's the sns um, and then you have the other part which is the pns which is the parasympathetic nervous system which is your it's, it's kind of considered the the rest and digest system or the dampening down or your body's natural relaxation so that's where we need to get the balance right because a lot of the times the sympathetic nervous system the fight or flight um is is not balanced that's the higher part that's probably taken up too much of our lives and we're not getting as much stimulation of the parasympathetic nervous system so we need to get the balance right obviously we need some fight or flight to get anything done or else nothing would ever get done um but at the same time we need to be able to balance that out with stimulating our rest and digest so that's very important um so sometimes we come in with like coping skills so you know when we were small a lot of us had you know sucked our thumb or we had a blanket or whatever that was our coping skills when we were young um you know it just gave us that little bit of a you know soothing a calming effect sort of like a calming anchor um you know and what happens in life is how we cope with challenges we face and you know we learn coping strategies as i said from a young age and then we bring that into adult life then and sometimes you can use a um you know turn a negative to a positive so using anger for example as channeling to sport which is something I, I i did so i'd always maybe use 
football or rugby or whatever I was playing as my release of frustration or anger or whatever it was I wasn't I'm not an angry person um fairly fairly relaxed fairly chilled but it takes a lot to get me going but um at the same time that's you know I had that outlook on the pitch and that was where I got got it out but, you know people tend to use there's sort of negative coping mechanisms um you know there's just to go over it briefly again there's been a, a big decline in physical activity um over the last number of years you know we're not like our ancestors where we were running the whole time or running away from bears or saber-toothed tigers you know um you know a lot of the times you know it's basically like a push button world we live in these days so literally you can click and collect which we kind of have to do a lot of the times at the moment but um even before the pandemic it was like you can order everything from home clothes food you don't have to leave the house um but it's like energy saving gadgets but like whose energy are we actually saving is 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 what we need to uh focus on you know obviously the um and just at the moment you know i put up a thing on my story the last day like places like fast food outlets who won't name any names but you know the ones uh drive-throughs um are classed as essential um at the moment um for health um apparently um which is going to be further from the truth uh, the rubbish that you can get from these from these drive-throughs but gyms are not seen as essential which is which is pretty crazy so we tend to especially sometimes a lot of people did in the first lockdown um and they came out of it and they said oh they put on a lot of weight um maybe they weren't act, you know as active as they were maybe drinking a little bit more maybe eating a bit more um poorly um and then um put on put on a little bit of weight so uh it's you know it can happen easily um but it's a it's a negative coping mechanism to stress it's getting comfort food we have an emotional attachment to it sometimes it just makes us feel a little bit better initially you get that dopamine hit but then you kind of feel you know crappy afterwards so um and that's what it is that's that's how they prey on um people and how they get people addicted to things like you know bad food or stimulants like you know red ball and all these things like this and monster and coffees and stuff like that so um yeah so when it comes to like the the cycle of stress and fatigue which is what we've named this podcast it's kind of talking about um how a lot of us find ourselves in that sub optimal um nutrition so to speak so we probably aren't eating or drinking as much as as well as we should be so basically not everyone obviously a lot of people who are in good a good balance but basically a lot of us are in this what we which is the start of the cycle is this suboptimal nutrition so it's not as good as it should be basically now that can be changed obviously um you know you can make steps to change that um you can hire a coach you can start doing a food diary you can um you know see a dietitian and things like this so there are times you know especially during the early stage of this cycle that you can you know make good steps to reverse it but basically you start with the suboptimal nutrition um again if that's not really um focused on then you'll go on to the next part which is the use of stimulants so whether that be too much coffee red bull monster cigarettes all these things that are going to give you that initial bit of a spike sugar um sugary foods and drinks etc they might give you that initial bit of bit of a boost of energy but then that's quickly dumped out so what happens then if it's not really focused on then or if you don't put any attention to it you start to get to a point where on the next part which is reliance of stimulants so um you're actually relying on the stimulants to get you through the day 
So that is increased anxiety, you feel tired, you feel irritable, um, and now it's starting to get a bit more serious. So again, it can be reversed at this point, um, but if you don't do anything about that, then reliance then will lead on to dependency. So you're going to depend on these stimulants, which can then lead to more chronic issues and chronic anxiety, lethargic state and a depressed state. And again, if you don't do anything with that, you'll end up at the last part um, of the uh, the cycle, which is withdrawal, which we don't want to get to, which is literally, you know, you can't get out of bed and, and, and you're in a chronic condition then. So um, it's this vicious cycle that, you know, we, we need to try and reverse because... Um, you know that can be we can slip quite quickly down 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 the levels and um you just you know have to okay i have to have my fourth or fifth coffee of the day you know i'm trying to cut down myself now not that i have a lot but i might have one in the morning but you know listening to jerry hussey as well um you know start the day with maybe a hot water and lemon it's much better and some honey much better for you because you're jumping onto that fight or flight you're stimulating the stress response quite early and getting the heart rate up and stuff so not the best thing to do so obviously we can make um, interventions there. We can um, there are ways we can use healthier coping mechanisms, especially at the moment. Um, just going to run through a couple of these, which is going to help with that stress, that that cycle of stress and fatigue. Um, the first one being um, meditation, or being built more mindful. And now you don't have to be necessarily sat under a tree and humming and this myth of of meditation. Um, People try meditation and stop because what they, they they think they're going to get is some euphoric kind of mind life-changing moment. Um, that doesn't always happen. Um, you know, it's just a mental skill which can be learned, but it's just being present. It's, it's, it's trying to eradicate all the other senses, any distractions, and just get your body to sit and stay and just be. Um, and you're switching on that parasympathetic nervous system. You're just in the being mode at, at that point. We're not doing we're not being distracted. We're not running here. We're not checking emails. We're not checking Facebook. We're we're in the being mode now. That's very important. Um, and it can literally start with you don't just have to listen to anything. Like I have a Calm app. Um, there's Headspace. There's loads of different apps out there. But even just sitting there doing a bit of box breathing for five minutes. Set your timer for five minutes, ten minutes, two minutes, whatever you can do to start with. Lie in your bed close your eyes and literally do some box breathing hands on your belly now if you're not sure what box breathing is um basically it's just it's like creating a a box with your breath so you're going to breathe in for say a count of four seconds if four is too much then then do three so you breathe in for four you hold for four you breathe out for four and you hold for four so you're getting that pause as well at the top of the breath and at the bottom of the breath so you're kind of drawing that sort of box, so to speak. Um, Okay, and that's as simple as you can start. Literally five minutes on your timer, set your alarm and close your eyes, any distractions out the way and just breathe properly from your diaphragm. Get that belly rising, get that belly falling. Um, Has huge benefits, Um, improves sleep, it cleanses the lungs because we don't use the, uh, the full capacity. Um, of the lungs and obviously the lungs at the minute are very important so we need to keep them strong lowers blood pressure reduces anxiety reduces pain stimulates brain growth lowers stress levels there's so many benefits of breathing properly deep breathing okay so that's a nice simple one to start with um you know exercise 
is massive and I, I keep you know I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years um and you know I can't really you know I see it every day um and I've seen the messages of people who are just gutted that they can't come into their classes but there's a good few people now on zoom and you know it's huge for mental health not just physical and that's what my tagline was always this you know of combining my life coaching and, and my my fitness background so that my tagline is fitness for body and mind <clears throat> and that's what it's all about guys it's um it's, it's massive um and the benefits of it um so i can't recommend it enough obviously people can't get into the gym at the moment which is fine you know you can do some home workouts you can go out for a walk like i did this morning went out around the you know we're, we're blessed in Killarney to have the national park on our doorstep there's loads of people out enjoying the autumn weather and um now it's raining now um but it was lovely earlier on um and um beautiful just felt great after it and that's all it is it's physical activity it's 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 very hard not to feel improved in regards to mood if you go out and exercise it's, it's near us nearly nearly impossible um so highly recommend it um what's recommended who again if you can get sort of three sessions a week that's going to get your heart rate up maybe for um you know they say maybe around the 150 minute minutes moderate exercise a week which in the grand scheme of things isn't much or 75 minutes vigorous activity which isn't over the course of a week is, is hardly anything so that should be doable for most people and if you can add in two strength-based sessions a week whether that be body weight strength um or some kind of weight-based exercise that's you know you're on the money then so it doesn't take long to do you could do 15 20 minutes of work and you could done your you know you've done a lot of work in that time depends on what you're doing so again find a coach if you're unsure of the technique um that's important obviously we've got things like nutrition is massive um you know it's amazing you know good food equals good mood and you know it makes a massive difference to what you're actually putting into your body so just be a bit more mindful before you eat something or drink something <laughs> just be a bit more mindful of what you're putting into your body because that's gonna have an immediate effect on not just physically but mentally so you know just stop have a little pause for a few minutes and say okay is this going to benefit me obviously you can't be good all the time but what i'm saying is 85 percent of the time okay 90 percent of the time let's get lots of greens in lots of um you know eat the colors of the rainbow you know get your nice balance um there's there's you know veg load up on veg that should be half your plate a quarter of your plate should be your protein source um again there's protein sources if you're a vegetarian as well um carbs they're not the devil um it depends what your goals are if it's fat loss is your goal obviously you can maybe cycle your carbs more around your training and maybe portion size and maybe bring them down slightly but uh you know it's it's very important to get the balance um but the, the carbs should be only literally not even a quarter of your plate um, obviously the right kind of carb as well so again very important nice lots of color in there as well um get your good balance of macronutrients so protein fats and carbohydrates and um obviously your vitamins and minerals are very important as well so um it's massive guys um in regards to mental health um people think a lot of you know exercise is great for mental health you hear that a lot but what your nutrition is is as as important um and what you're eating will reflect how you're feeling mentally as well so <clears throat> that's important guys and obviously sleep is a big one um we generally are fatigued you know i think it was a time i think i put up my story there today about you know my my injury last year and i think had a lot to do with me not getting enough rest not looking after my body not enough self-care um 
I was running on empty. I think I was like, oh, it should be grand. I'll get a break at Christmas. And uh, I just wasn't looking after myself. Something was going to give. And unfortunately, it was the old Achilles. But uh, look, that happened. I learned from it. And now I'm, I'm giving a little bit more life work balance rather than work life balance. So um, really important, guys, to look after your, your sleep because it's vitally important. I had a client this morning, uh, yesterday, sorry, that um, felt great, got there. I think they got maybe nine, ten hours, you know, whatever it was, um, for the last few days, and found you know so much more energy, um, because that's where your physical and mental uh, recovery takes place is your sleep. So you, if you're getting broken sleep or hardly any sleep, or a bit of insomnia, um, you know, you're you're going to be running on empty, and people can get by in four or five hours, but only to a certain point, and then you're going to crash. So very important, guys, to look after your sleep, um, and obviously. How you structure your evenings is very important too. Start winding down from any electronic devices. Start doing a bit of reading. Dim the lights. A little bit of soft music. A little bit of meditation. But take that last hour and really focus in on getting your body ready for sleep. So you're in this uh, circadian rhythm. We have this rhythm that we we want to stick to. Um, that is your natural wake sleep cycle. So you know finish your day very important not to stay up late watching tv or on your laptops or your phones because that's going to affect how you sleep so uh, and if again you'll know you know sleep is vital and uh, it's not all about just you know work as many hours you can and and hardly get any sleep and just grind 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 you know that those days have gone you know that's what people thought that 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 was we were supposed to do but it's not it's not sleep you'll be much more productive if you're getting the right amount of sleep so that's all it is, guys. You know, another big thing just to finish on there is your journaling. Journaling, very important, guys. So uh, Oprah Winfrey once said, keeping a journal will absolutely change your life in ways you never imagined. I'll say that again. Keeping a journal will absolutely change your life in ways you've never imagined. Um, I found probably using a journal in the last four or five years has changed my life massively. Um, you know, I always thought a diary was something, you know, I never really think I really had a diary growing up. I don't know if I did. Maybe I did. Um, but, you know, writing in stuff that went wrong or, you know, you know, not, this was good and bad, but writing in the bad. Whereas keeping a gratitude journal, I found was, um, you know, there's recommended to me by a psychotherapist before, um, is writing down what you're grateful for. Um, whether it be one thing, three things, whatever it is, um, I might give you a little bit about what I do in the morning and the evening to finish off this podcast. And um, a lot of people have, have, have said it's really worked for them. So like <clears throat> a gratitude journal is, as I said, it's, it's different. There's no negative stuff in there. So it's the act of writing down what you appreciate and what you enjoy. Enjoy, sorry, that trains your brain to make gratitude and joy just your kind of emotional default position, I suppose. Your default setting would be gratitude and joy which is an amazing place to be um so that repeated thinking of things that make you feel good will literally alter your brain chemistry for the better they'll make actual physiological changes in your brain if you keep repeating thinking things of um that will make you feel good and joyful and grateful so it's a good way to look back through so if you are having not a great day you can always grab your diary um i'd keep my gratitude journal on my on my locker, my bedroom locker, bedside locker, sorry, and um, I'll pick it up and you have to look through there and you realise you've got so much, you've got so much to be grateful for. Um, and 
even that will just improve your mood by just looking at it. So I'll just go through a couple of little bits to finish off. So what I tend to do in regards to gratitude, in the, uh, I'll go through my evening routine first and then I'll go through my morning routine. So this is my evening routine. You don't have to do it. It's just what I do, but I found great results from it. And so people say from my workshops, so no phone for the last hour if you can. Um, try and remove that because basically from if you take control of the last hour and the first hour of your day you're not giving yourself away to the world or you're checking in with what's going on everywhere else you're keeping those hours for you for you alone and for your self-care so no phone last hour this is this is my evening routine uh, start dipping the lights do a bit of reading maybe a bit of a static stretch a bit of yoga maybe a bit of meditation again i use the calm app um there's some good nighttime um sort of sleep meditations on there as well um, and then I have a little think about my intentions for the next day I might set a task um, that I, I want to get done or I need to get done tomorrow um, whether it be two three four tasks whatever it is um, and by setting those intentions the night before that's what's going to marinate around your brain as well and then I also do a thing called GLAD G-L-A-D and I've given this acronym to a few people and they found it helps so the glad is a simple one to remember so g stands for gratitude so one thing that happened that day this is just the last thing you do before lights out one thing you did today that that you were grateful for um and that could be anything small you're grateful for um your friends or grateful for um a message you got from somebody or grateful for be living in Klani or whatever it is one thing the L stands for learnt. So one thing that I learned today that could be about myself, somebody else. But you're always going to learn. There's always learning somewhere. Okay. A is for accomplishment. So today I listened to my first podcast, or today I went for a walk around the block, and I did two two round two two laps of the block today, or something like that. So um, there's always an accomplishment. We tend to focus in on the things that went wrong, but there's always things that went right in your days. You just have to go looking for them. They're there, trust me. So one thing that you accomplished today. And then D stands for one thing that gave you delight or joy. So it could be playing with the kids or the dog or you um, saw something in, you know, an act of kindness somewhere or you um, or you gave somebody a compliment and, and they were buzzing after it. Whatever it is, write that down. So these gratitude, learning, accomplishment and delight, that's your glad. Then you turn the lights off. That's what's going to be marinating in your brain overnight because... You, I ask people a lot of time, oh, you, they say, oh, I woke up in bad form. Um, and then I ask them, okay, let's retrace. What, what were you thinking about the night before, before you went to sleep? And they're like, oh, yeah, I was stressing about work today and something I had to do. And a lot of the times you wake up in bad form because that's what's been marinating in your brain overnight. You've gone to bed on that worry and on that stress. Whereas if you use the GLAD acronym, go to bed um, full of gratitude, then that's you're going to wake up generally in good mood because that's what you've been thinking of. That's what your brain's been processing overnight. So very important, guys. So that's my more, uh, evening routine. In the morning, I grab my diary again or my gratitude journal and I write three things I'm grateful for just in general, three intentions I have for today and three things I love. Gratitude, intentions, love. First thing I do, okay? Maybe a bit of meditation then or a bit of breathing little bit of a stretch I tried to put my my yoga mat by the bed so now I don't do this every day um I should do but I'm not going to lie to you like sometimes I do but if I'm getting up really early at the moment I probably get more chance now um in in the lockdown a uh, little bit of a stretch I'll get a pint of water into me and um, again no phone for that first hour 
um, again, don't don't give yourself over to the world and to life and to work too early. Um, and then make your bed. It's always important to make your bed. Who wants to come home to an unmade bed? Because <laughs> that's your first task of the day done if you make your bed, and that's important. So that's it, guys. It's just that um, that's that vicious cycle of stress and fatigue. There's ways that we are probably making it worse with what we're doing in regards to habits, um, lack of exercise, nutrition, poor nutrition, um, not sleeping enough. Now, we can help ourselves um, and in the lockdown is stressful and, and everyone is kind of a, a little bit on edge and we're isolated and we might not be in the best of form. The weather's, the clocks have gone back, it's darker. So we're going to need these little tools and tips more than ever. So if you want any more information on this, guys, don't hesitate to give me a message and um, I can send you on bits and pieces. So um, hope that helped. If you liked what you hear, again, if you could share it, if you could pop it on to maybe do an Apple um, review or, or rate it on Apple Podcasts, share it on your stories even, you know, if you listen to it on Spotify or SoundCloud and tag the gym, and I will uh, share it on my stories as well. So I've um, got, some, got some guests coming up, hopefully in the next few weeks as well, and we had a few guests in recently, so just doing one or two solo ones as well. So I hope you've got a nice bit of information from that, and I hope everyone stays safe and stays positive. And um, yeah, let's stay stay together, guys, and we'll get through these few weeks and hopefully we'll be back in action before Christmas. Okay, guys, have a fantastic week and I will talk to you very soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.